Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm going to say, because I don't know all of them, right. I'm going to throw out some guesses, all right? Kansas. Good guess. Okay. Missouri. Good guess. Yep. Iowa. Iowa got to be in there. Okay, I'm going to throw out two randos. Let's say Wyoming. Might Wyoming. Be a stretch. Wyoming. Okay, Colorado. Colorado got to be one, yeah. Because I'm with you on and this. Then, and then there's one that you just – South Dakota. Is it? Is it South Dakota one of them? That might be. That's a nice See, wild card. You know, it's, how is that I'm an easy you. trivia question if you don't even know <laughs> if you don't even know what the oh, stakes look, are? I think you nailed it. You nailed look it. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it, man. See? This is disgusting. How do you not know the geography of the United States of America? They've he's, been to Nebraska a lot he lately. Could, he had to Google it. We are the only triple landlocked state. Yeah. What? What? It, I don't know, man. Like, look... I, some of the northeastern states, I get a little. They get confused. real jumbled. Yeah, it's like they're tiny. Vermont and New Hampshire, Rhode Maryland, Island, Rhode Delaware. Island. Yeah. I struggle a little bit up there, but I think for the most part, I can figure it out. Every other, Alabama, Alaska, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> the rest of the country, very easy, very easy to do. More singing coming up on Bigger Over Reaction, brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Also, we are brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally, and brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. All right. Few more calls, and then we're going to say goodbye. There's a very triggered person right now uh, in our mentions right now, Ravi, named Fergie, uh, saying, My guy peace? You will find your demise before we lose our sellout. Whoa. Either support your home team or get off the air. So, as I mentioned earlier, you ran out of town a good coach, one that won nine games a year to only promote your station and program because you didn't like him. Look, I wasn't the athletic director that fired. I assume that's about Bo. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. About you Frank. weren't on the air back then. No, I was for Bo's last year. No, for two thousand three. Yeah, mean. I didn't fire Frank. Yeah, didn't. So it's got to be also about the Bo. athletic director did. Yeah, I don't People know. Think that we have way more power than we actually do. <laughs> I'm just giving an opinion. Yeah, you know, like I don't think Trev is sitting. Oh man, Josh said I shouldn't hire Mickey Joseph. Well, I guess I won't hire Mickey Joseph. Also, this is your God speaking. Also, <laughs> also, you didn't. Tell Sean Eichhorst to hire yeah, Mike right. Riley. Yeah, either, I just said fire so. Bow. You could have hired a better coach. Yeah, like yeah, literally anyone else except for Scott Frost, I guess. Could but. have. Could have. 402-951-1620. Last few calls of the afternoon. First, it is out of breath, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, what's going on, Josh? Oh, it's Fickle People, <laughs> Brian. What's going on, dude? <laughs> I nothing. Yeah, I thought I'd call and check in on you. Hey, let's talk about RG3 first. Okay. Just remember, just remember everybody. He did play for that team in Washington. You know how we feel about them. Oh, they're gross. I mean, they did. The R words. No, they, they, they had a player that played for them that graduated college who couldn't read. Uh, so, I mean, that tells you all you need to know about the Redskins. Now, as far as what we saw in football today out there, you know, just remember we got one more game left to watch this nonsense. Uh, just also remember during the game, there's four quarters. You can always pick a quarter or two to go to sleep. Because you know at the end, if you wake up, it's going to be the same nightmare at the end of the game. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay? As far as 
Frank Solis goes, I don't care. <laughs> Good take. We're not, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Okay, Dion would be a better subject matter. Just imagine that if he was the coach here. Mm. Just imagine. It's better than thinking of Frank. You guys got to end the, the day happy. I don't want you guys to be all mad. I see you all frustrated by these fans <laughs> having these silly conversations. <laughs> people on your chat board talking about running the option. I'm like, only people talking about running the option are people who weren't alive to see the option. Okay? <laughs> I mean, no, we're not going back to that. We're not getting – I'm in that chat with you guys out there on your YouTube page. You guys need to calm down out there, okay? Some of you guys, like, I'm going to call Douglas County and get you guys committed because some of you guys are saying some crazy things out there. <laughs> People talking about running a power tee. And in the case, I was going to say this at first. The Mercury Topaz is like a cheap knockoff uh, of, of the four tempo. Ah, somebody okay? tweeted a picture at us, dude. It looks horrible. <laughs> horrible car. Horrible. You, you don't want that car. You'd rather <laughs> take a BMX or a bus pass. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Brian. 402-951-1620. Danielle BMX says, or a bus pass. Josh and Ravi, you have more power than you think. You helped set the narrative. A critical media helps set the standard and narrative. Wish everyone operated the same as you and didn't enable. Wow, look at that. A positive. A positive gal. I think that's a, that's a way a woman's name is spelled. A positive gal Danielle. for the positive boys. Positive gal for the positive boys. Thank you, Daniel. Wait, 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 wait. We said the narrative? I think so, Chance. Uh, Chance is very dateable and very handsome. Ah, <laughs> folks, the, the the narrative has been set Danielle, on Chance. Danielle actually just specifically said Josh and Robbie. Yeah, sorry, so. Chance. What? No! She said Chance's sorry, takes man. are average... To sometimes above average. Nice. Sorry, Paradigm man. shifted. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. All right, a uh, couple more calls, and then we will say goodbye. Jay is up next. Hi, Jay. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey. Well, um, I'll say my little piece. I will say that uh, one thing we have to do, in all seriousness, is uh, commend uh, Billy Bush for the job he's done for us here football. Um, he came in here like a Swiss Army knife and uh, pretty much fixed a lot of our issues before our eyes. We could definitely see the deficiencies in the commander scheme uh, within one game. Uh, you see players that were literally on a milk carton now contributing to win, or not win, to contributing on defense. Uh, you see that, you know, a houseman or 15, though he's four yards down the field, his face is in the game. Um, they do have a defensive line matchup or a defensive line group that does pretty well. That's with Feast. Uh, I think 99 is in there. Pretty much they're big guys. You could see today that the big guys were not getting pushed around. And I could see schematically what Bill was doing. So, like, again, you got to commend Bill Bush as being just a straight-up football coach. He did it on special teams, and obviously he's done it before our eyes on defense. Um, for the last several games, the – Offense has been the deficiency. I know it's flipped and flopped throughout the season. It seems like one can't be together when the other one gets itself together. And today it seemed like, you know, for three quarters, we finally at least did enough on offense to commend the defense. Um, and then, you know, when we needed it the most, it just seems like we're not, we're not going to say we couldn't get a stop, but we couldn't. But I wasn't, I didn't feel like we were getting pushed around as much as we could have been or have been in the past. So, again, I want to shout out Bill Bush. I want to shout out Mickey Joseph, too, again, because this team, under other leadership, would have definitely quit um, this season. Um, and I think that they are literally showing us that they really want to stay in the fight. So, I'm optimistic for what the future has to hold for the Husker football team as long as they keep those two gentlemen 
on staff. I feel like the dude does need to be an overhaul. There are some things they can't get rid of uh, without an overhaul, but I think those two gentlemen have proven, um, one, that they're loyal to Husker football, and two, that they have what it takes to do the job. Not going to say Mickey should be the head man because I wouldn't want to hear the radio. If he was the head man and lost the game, I would probably, you know, give up my whole fandom for the nonsense that I would hear from Husker fans when you put somebody that looks like him in that position. Uh, I would, I think we're not ready as a state yet. Hopefully, hopefully we will be in the future. Um, but in the meantime, let's just get somebody that can solidify the, the program, get it back to where it was, uh, consistently winning. And then we can be optimistic to, you know, championships and stuff like that. But let's just get some consistent six to seven, you know what I'm saying, win season. Then we can start talking about the old days and what we could do and what we should be able to do. Until then, good listening. Thanks for the call, Jay. Look, I, you know, I, I agree certainly with the latter part. I don't know if I agree totally, you know, if Mickey was the guy, if this, I think this state can, because he's obviously talking about being a blackhead coach, mm-hmm. would be yeah. the first time. Yeah. Um, I've seen more support for him this year than I would have expected. Especially considering how it's gone. Yes. I mean, that there are still people in his corner. Uh, I think. And listen, maybe he's right. Maybe there's. Look, like, I think there'd be some nastiness. I mean, I've seen nastiness over the last two plus months. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend that we're in a post-racism world because, well, of course, we're not. And let me just say, as somebody who is not white in Nebraska, mm-hmm. I know there's nastiness out there, right? Sure, sure. I don't think that's the majority. And my issue with Mickey Joseph isn't that I don't think the state's ready. I I don't. I think if. I I don't know. I don't. I just don't know how the state would react to um, him being the full-time head coach in terms of him being black. What I do know is I don't think Mickey Joseph is ready yeah, to be a head coach. That's, all that's it comes my down, it's, issue. It's all it comes down to. Um, and it's not... Be, listen, and it's not even... Because people want people always look at it and they say, hey, you can't really count what's happened when, with him, the head coach, against him. And I say, okay, fine. If, if I can't count anything what it's looked like since Oklahoma till now against Mickey Joseph then you can't count that as head coaching experience to elevate him for the job. Mm-hmm. You can't have both ways. It either counts or it doesn't. You don't want to count it? Okay, we won't count it. But then you're asking me to make a wide receiver coach the head coach of a Big Ten Power 5 football program. I'm not going to do that with no experience as a coordinator or a head coach. And if we are counting it, then the results haven't been good enough for him to become the head coach. You don't get to have it both ways where we don't count the negative against him, but he still gets counted for the experience. Yeah, that does. That's not how it works. So I... I understand what you're saying. I really do. Um, there is nastiness, not just in Nebraska. I think just Everywhere. in general, yeah. just in the world, there's nastiness around race still. I It's certainly not the majority of what I encounter in Nebraska, so I don't know how much of a factor that would be. Um, but it, it is certainly a bad look that Nebraska's never had a full-time yeah, uh, African-American sucks. head coach in any sport. Yeah. That's a terrible look in the year 2022. Um, I, I certainly think there's been qualified people that could have gotten those jobs, but I don't think that's... I don't think that's a factor in whether or not Mickey Joseph becomes the head coach or not. I think it's because Mickey Joseph isn't ready to be a head coach at this level. Couldn't agree more. One more call, and we will wrap up the show. It is Fitz. Even Fitz. What's going on, Fitz? Oh, I, I like that, Josh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Robbie, Josh, Chance, how you guys doing? Good, man. Good. How are you? Hey, all right. Can you guys hear me okay? My Bluetooth and my 94 Topaz isn't real good. <laughs> um, I've got the cassette pushed in, and it's plugged into my phone. So if uh, you can't hear me, let me know. All right, we'll do um, I don't know where where to start. Um, I think I, I like what Robbie was saying there um, with you know, with Joseph and, and probably 
won't be him, and I don't know if it can be him. I believe, I think with what we've gotten with Trev coming in and, and how he kind of looked and evaluated everything, we need somebody that has experience of Power 5, um, running programs, building programs, all those things. So this person can come in and really just evaluate every single part of the program right now. Um, you know, recruiting, Mickey's talked about it, so we know that it needs to it needs to get better. There's got to be a, 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 maybe it's a better system, whatever. Every position, coaches, all those sorts of things. But I think that's going to be important. My big question for you, though, is is there anyone currently on the offensive line, uh, whether it's the 2D or even 3D, that should or could play offensive line for Nebraska over the next one to two to three years? Um, or is that part of it a complete rebuild as well? It's just it's, it was it was god awful to watch. Um, I don't think Whipple did the team any favors, not doing himself any favors. But there's just there's nothing you can do when you can't you can't protect and you can't run the ball. It's pretty it's pretty simple. And so what was the question again, Fitz? Do you think there's anybody that can return next mm. year and be on the off players can be yeah. on the offensive line as far as starters in the two deep, or is that just I mean, that's going to be a two- to three-year rebuild transfer portal. I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like. No, thanks for the call, man. Uh, the, the part, I guess, Robbie, as we wrap up the show and say goodnight, is that, that about replacing a whole offensive line. I love the idea in theory, just because this offensive line is not very good. Um, there will be returning players that are injured right now or suspended right now. I guess, again, in theory, that could be the starters next season. Um, I, I, it'd be nice if you could just say, we're cleaning house, but you'd like, you'd it's like just to hard. Think. It's, not, it's not that easy. Offensive line, especially in defensive line, as we've talked about plenty of times, going into the portal for those two groups is extremely, extremely it's difficult. incredibly difficult. I think you're more likely to see with a good offensive line coach and a good strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. to see th- some of these guys turn into functional offensive linemen in this league. Like, I, I think a, I think a Latovsky in the right... I, I think he's too heavy. I think he's too big. I don't think he can move. Yeah. I think if you get Latovsky in the right strength and conditioning program and with the right O-line coach, he could be good. I think Newilly showed last year he can be a, a functional offensive lineman in the Big Ten. I think if you can get Prohaska healthy, that's a guy that can, we've seen, be a, a functional offensive lineman in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. maybe better than that. So, I mean, that's three guys right there. Now, you probably need ten, if we're being honest, you know, to have any kind of depth and any kind of comfort level. You probably need eight to ten guys in the offensive line room to feel good about. So what are they, six or seven guys away from that? I mean, there might be a couple more. Like, I don't know I don't know what a Corcoran looks like under a different, you know. Yeah, and that's the hard part, I don't know right? what a Ben Hart looks how like. How much of it's bad habits, how much of it's a bad player And how much of it's point. fixable at this point. Was it fixable yeah. when they came in as freshmen? Maybe. Is it fixable now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's three guys that I think I have some level of confidence in, if you can get them healthy and back and unsuspended and whatever. But... I think there's guys with potential after that, but I really just don't know until we see some them, someone try something else with them. Because you look at these guys, you mentioned, these are guys that they beat out Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota for. There's obviously a level of potential there that these programs that we're trying to catch identified as well. Uh, so I don't think it's a totally lost cause. I do think it's going to take a lot of work, and they probably are short, uh, at least a handful of guys. It's how many and how short. Like, how big is the gap between what they have and what they need to be once everything, once the new system gets put in place, both as a coach and a strength and conditioning program, and how many guys can they get that are functional from JUCO or transfers? Um, That's the big question, and that's going to be the thing that I think takes the most time is the offensive line and defensive line, because like you said, 
those guys, impact guys, don't really come out of the transfer portal for the, at those positions very often. No, they absolutely do not. All right, that is this edition of Big Red Overreaction. We've been brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Also brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. And finally, by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. All right, I'm not expecting anything to happen over the next 48 hours. But if it does, of course, we'll be here for you on 1620 The Zone. Severe reaction coming up tomorrow morning on 1620 The Zone. And then Gary and Friends. Are you the friend? Uh, so Gary's gone Monday and Tuesday, so it's me and Friends. Oh, Robbie and, and Friends. And then it'll be me and Gary on Wednesday. All right, perfect. Uh, it'll be Jack Mitchell and myself. Creighton Basketball is on Monday, so we'll have an abbreviated, abbreviated edition of uh, on Sports. So you'll be Conduct. after the, the game, right? I'll be after yeah. the game on, uh, on Monday. If anything happens, obviously, we will be here for you. Appreciate all the calls today. Appreciate Chance Oliver. Fine production work as usual. Appreciate Ravi Lula, the best friend of anybody at 1620 The Zone. I'm Josh Peterson. Have a great rest of your Saturday night. Michael up next tomorrow morning. Goodbye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.